If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, beginning with verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Father, I pray that you would help us to be able to see what you'd have us to see this morning, to hear what you'd have us to hear, and to be willing to go and tell the story. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I asked you a question, I asked myself the same question. How big is your world? How big is your world? We get up of a morning, hopefully you, uh, you pray, you do devotional before you leave the house. You head to your place of work. And there you are for the next 8, 10 to 12 hours. And after that, well, most of the time we're exhausted, we're ready to go home and sit down. But how big is your world beyond that? Some folks think only of themselves. They don't think of others. And when others have a need, well, we say, well, you know, they'll just have to do the best they can. I'm doing the best I can. And I ask myself that question. Am I doing the best that I can? Or am I just floating along? How big is your world? Those of you who are in school, College, universities, tech schools. How big is your world there? Do you know who you're seated beside? Do they know the Lord? You know, that's one of the things that I ask. I try to ask every person I possibly can, do you know the Lord? It's an opportunity that God gives us, especially this time of year. People are hurrying and scurrying around trying to buy all the the gifts up and looking for every deal they can find. Then uh, come down to it, well, I couldn't find what I wanted. I hope I get what I asked for. How big is your world? We think of the shepherds this morning. Keep telling the story. A true understanding of Christmas and the message leads us to share the message of hope. And our world is in need of hope. And that hope is Jesus. And it's up to us whether we tell somebody or not. Uh, it's not a suggestion, by, by the way. It is a command that we go and tell somebody. You know, it's going to be a sad day when we stand before God as a Christian. And God might say... Um, If you look around, do you see anybody that you told me about? And then maybe to look around and see those that 
you rubbed shoulders with and I rubbed shoulders with and failed to tell the message of Jesus and to hear Jesus tell them, depart from me into everlasting punishment because I do not know who you are. How big is your world? I am thankful this morning to be a part of the First Baptist Church of Westminster, which is a part of the Southern Baptist Convention and the International Mission Board that our monies go around the world to every missionary. We have that responsibility through Lottie Moon, as Mark has already said, and seeing the video. And you think, why would anybody want to dress up, trudge up an ice-cold mountain just to tell one person about Jesus? Because that one person needs Jesus. We're going all over the place in the world. When you, when you give to missions, you're going wherever our missionaries are. Not in bodily, but in prayers as we pray for our missionaries. And again, I hope you're praying over that prayer list that you got last week. And that's real people, by the way. Real places. Now, their names have been changed to protect them from possibly persecution But I hope that you'll think about how big is your world. Keep telling the story. Well, when we think about these uh, shepherds, um, who are these witnesses? Well, on the negative side, first of all, they were not intelligent people. They were not biblical scholars. And they were not full-time mission workers. But the positive side, these boys were shepherds. That was their job every day to go out and to tend to sheep during the daytime. And of course, somebody had to do it during the night. The sheep have to be looked at 24-7. I'm thankful today for our great shepherd, Jesus, who's on call 24-7. Amen. If you call on him in the midnight hour, he's there. If in the daytime hours, he's there. Our God never slumbers. Our God never sleeps. But he's always there for us. These shepherds, they were laborers. Many of us in this room know what real hard labor is about. They were laborers. It wasn't the best job, but that was their job. They were just lay people, just like many of us, hard working People just trying to make a living. Well, what was their witness? It was a vision that they saw through the angels. When I think of who are these witnesses, hey, on the positive side, they were doing what they were called to do. What was their witness? It was a testimony of experience with Christ. And I ask you, Have you had a personal experience with Christ? That's your story. A lot of times people say, I don't know what to tell the lost person. Tell them your story. Of all the people that are in this room right now, every one of us that are saved has a story. And not all of our stories are alike. The bottom line, if we're saved, that's that's the end of the story as far as our salvation goes, okay? We have been saved. That's one thing we have in common. But all of our stories are different. They are different. They told what they saw. 
uh, Luke 17 there, uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 17. Uh, Cassie, put that up where everybody can see it again. And when they, that is the shepherds, saw it, that is the baby, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Now, when I think about that, I wanted to know what, what they were told. It was an experience. No one else had this experience at this, at this particular time in history. Only the shepherds had it. Look at verses 8 through 12 of chapter 2. Here is the story. That here's what they saw. Here's what they tell. And there were in the same country. That is the same country where Jesus was born. Shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And I'll remind you again, the Lord Jesus as our great shepherd keeps watch over us. And lo, the Bible says an angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they became afraid. I would have been too. Hey, out there working and all of a sudden here comes an angel who begins to speak and the angel said unto them, you don't need to be afraid. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign. You need to see people looking for signs today. I'll join the church when I see a certain sign. I'll join the church. I'll get saved when I see a sign. Well, he gives them a sign. This shall be a sign unto you. And he tells them what to look for. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And that was their story. That's what they were looking for. And I thank God. That angel who came. And by the way, while I'm thinking about angels, if you, if you and I, we're saved today. Listen, God has assigned an angel to every one of us. We have our own guardian angel. My precious daughter-in-law was driving our car Friday night. She had control of the steering wheel. But when she put on brakes, there were none. It was ice. Quick praying. God stopped the car before it hit the guardrail. God got them out of the car just before another car struck ours. Angels. God sends angels. Hey, I think sometimes I got more than one. With the things I get into, but for sure, as a saved person, you and I have a guardian angel that watches over us day and night. You don't have to believe it, but the Bible talks about angels. What good are they if they're not on the job? I also believe, hey, you got Michael and Gabriel. They're the two head dogs, right? They're the two head angels. Okay, God might say, hey, you need to get you a group and go down yonder. There's something fits to happen. And it's going to take more than one angel to get this, these people out of the mess that they're in. So when we think about that, I think of that angel, that personal experience uh, that the, uh, the shepherd boys had. And they just simply told what they saw. They just told what they saw. You know, that's what an eyewitness is. If you're called on the stand to be a witness, you just tell what you saw. Not what you heard. You can hear anything. But what you see, that's it. It is embedded in your brains, in your mind. 
It was a verbal it was a verbal word testimony that the angel specifically spoke to these shepherd boys and said, "This is a sign. I'm giving it to you. When you go searching, this is how you will know that you're at the right." hospital, that you are at the right cave, that you're at the right manger scene. It was a verbal word. It was a testimony concerning the person of Christ. You know, a testimony is important, y'all. And every born-again child of God needs to have a testimony. It might not be a simple thing, but this, hey, somebody told me about John 3, 16. They shared that verse with me. I believed in the Lord Jesus. I invited in my heart, and I'm saved. Hello? Hey, that's all it takes for a person to be saved, a person to follow Jesus, is just simply sharing that verse. What a testimony. They made known by saying the the words that were spoken unto them. They made known who Jesus was. In fact, they made a vow. The shepherds made a vow. And they simply said, hey, we got to go tell somebody. Verse 11. I want you to look at verse 11. I didn't tell Cassie to put that back up. But verse 11 Uh, in Luke's gospel, chapter 2, says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now we see in that verse the word Savior. What for? What do we need a Savior for? To save us. In that same verse, you'll notice the word Christ, the name Jesus Christ. Why? To guide us. He's the great shepherd. In that same verse... You'll see the name Lord. Why we need a Lord? To love us. To love us in spite of who we are. You know, a lot of people don't like us. A lot of people don't love us. But there's one thing for sure. I tell people, hey, I love you and so does God. That's two people that I know love you. And that's me and that's God. A third thing I want to make mention, not only about... Uh, who, who were these witnesses and what was their witness? But thirdly, how do we witness? How do we do this? Now, many Christians have problems doing this today, and here's why. They don't want to go from door to door ringing bells. They don't want to go everywhere passing out uh, tracts. And, and they don't want to memorize a whole lot of Scripture. So what do they need to do? They don't want to go to jails. They don't want to go to hospitals. They don't want to go to the rest home. Real witnessing, listen, this is what real witnessing is. Real witnessing is much more, it's a natural, spontaneous thing in making known what happened to you. Can you imagine the shepherds after they left their fields and maybe went back to their homes? Can you imagine those men? Say, Family, I want you to sit down. I've got a story to tell you what happened tonight while we were tending sheep. You know, you'll go to work tomorrow. You'll go somewhere you're going to hang out. Maybe you'll have a story to tell. Maybe you'll say, hey, guess what happened at church yesterday? And everybody, they'll stop because they want to hear what happened. Sometimes people are saved, okay? And anybody, when you say, hey, guess what happened to me yesterday? Okay, it's just like with the, the accident. Guess what happened to us Friday night? Okay, everybody wants to hear what happened. So what happened to you? And you share the message of Jesus by making known what happened to you as an individual. 
It's making known what we have learned from God. How do we learn from God? By reading the Scripture. He's given us our textbook. He's given us our roadmap. And everything you and I need to know to get through this world successfully, as far as God's concerned, is in His Word. His Word's above His name, the Bible says. So, how do we witness this sharing the story? Witnessing is a Christian responsibility. It's not a suggestion. You see, we can't keep Christ and Christmas to ourselves. Why do we decorate our homes? Why do we decorate our property so people will look? Hopefully in all the decorations, somewhere there's a manger scene. Somewhere there's a shepherd with sheep that questions will be asked. So we do it, we do it through decorations. And we do it through wonder in the eyes of our little children as they wonder. Make sure you tell them why we have Christmas. Now, some people won't become believers. You'll witness to some. They're not going to pay you any attention. You see, the thing about witnessing, you're going to warn some people, but you're going to win some also. And both of them are effective witnessing. Just because a person doesn't follow Jesus and accept Him as your Savior when you witness to Him, it doesn't mean you are a failure. We are failures when we fail to share the story. And so when we think about all that, what is the response of the shepherd's witness? All who heard this, according to the Scripture, wondered. Can't you imagine them leaving the fields to go see this thing which had come to pass? In the city of David, they said, and you're going to find this baby. Now, guys, we've got to be looking for a stable. We've got to be looking for a manger. We've got to be looking for a baby wrapped in strips of cloth. And then they found, just as it was said unto them, they saw it. So witnessing is simply sowing the seed that is necessary to win one person to Jesus. I have been told that it takes 25 visits to win one person to Jesus. 25 conversations, 25 handshakes, 25 hugs, 25 I loves you, 25 examples as they watch our life. <clears throat> 25. How, where are we? You know, where is, what, what is our world about? You know, when I, I was trying to decide, Lord, what can I call this sermon? What, what, what can the title of this sermon be? And I just, you know, I put down, of course, keep telling the story. And then I looked this morning, the hymn of response. Tell me the story of Jesus. Mark didn't ask me. I didn't ask Mark. That's nothing but the Holy Spirit of God. Working together. Hey, he's real. And he wants us to share. You see, God has given us the best gift we could ever receive. And that was in his son, Jesus. And so naturally, a Christian ought to want to give back to God. What is the best God, gift we could give to God if we've already given Him our, our soul? What's the best gift? Is telling somebody about Him. Have you heard about my God lately? Have you heard about my Jesus lately? Have I told you about our church? Have I told you about our children, our youth? Our choir, our mission work, have I told you about it lately? 
You see, it constantly changes because different people are coming in. Guests are coming. People are visiting. People are joining. Why? It's all because of God. It's because of people telling others about Jesus. There is no other way, guys. You can, you can read, you can study, you can write, but the only way is through Jesus Christ. And without him, hey, the Bible says we're nothing. But with him, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Just to say, do you know the Lord? How hard is that? How hard is that? It shouldn't be any harder than saying, what's the weather going to do today? Ain't nobody knows what the weather's going to do today except my God. Why should I worry about what it's going to do? But we talk about the weather. We talk about shopping. We talk about rushing. What's wrong with talking about Jesus? Tell the story. Father, thank you for the privilege to tell the story. Thank you for the privilege you give us. Every day to share you with somebody. And Lord, as I go around, I'm see, I see people every day I've never seen before. And it's an opportunity to say, hey, do you know Jesus? Have you been saved? Lord, I thank you for that privilege. I thank you for that opportunity you give us. Lord, speak to our people today. If there's any lost here, may they come and be saved. Today is the day of salvation. If there's anyone here that feels that this is... The church where they need to become a member, Lord, lead them. Is any that just need to come to the altar and pray today, Lord, just lead them. And God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all you do for us. For we ask this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.